There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. Welcome to the Program Guys Positional Preview Podcast. I'm Mark Hall, joined with you today by our mainstay, Patrick Hertzberger, and the newcomer, Program Guy himself, Matthew Gann. Matt, how are you doing today, sir? Just dropped another pod yesterday, trying to push out that content just like Pat is on the TikTok. This is just more content for the viewers. This is what we want, especially before the season. Let's get it. Did not answer the question. Patrick, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Excited to start talking. Well, tell them what we're talking about. Well, I'm glad you said. So we've covered running backs and we've covered receivers. Next up on the list is the tight end position. And lordy, 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 the tight end position, guys. Man. When I so, so looking back at the 2022 season, we call this the program primer. First of all, you should be following us on all of your YouTube, Spotify, podcast network, whatever you get. It's program guys with a Z. Follow us on Twitter at program guys, Instagram at program guys, threads at program guys, TikTok at program guys, Facebook, the program guys podcast. Follow Matt Gann. MGAN44 on Twitter. He's dropping mad takes. He's boosting sweet program guys' content once every couple months. We love him for it. On to the program primer. This is the 2022 look back just to kind of see, set the stage for us, what the position looks like going in before 2023, right? So we had starting at the position five-year player, fifth-year senior, Braden Willis, 39 catches for 514 yards and seven touchdowns. Definitely the leader on the position and on the entire offense. He was a captain, big, or sorry, leadership council guy. Uh, And then back up, tight end Daniel Parker, four catches for 28 yards after his did he or didn't he uh, domestic violence allegation early in the season left him without too much time with the team early on. Patrick, we'll start with you. When I bring up that tight end room, what comes to your mind? Super thin, really thin. And really, there was just one guy there, and it was Braden Willis. Obviously had the most touchdowns for us last year, and he he was a beast. But it was just him, right? That's kind yeah, of Yeah, it was thing. just him. That's the problem we ran into. And, and I did have more hope for Daniel Parker. I don't know what happened there. He had the the size, the body, the athleticism, and something just wasn't clicking. Remember that picture of him in the spring when he was just like ripped and cut, and it yeah. was like, oh, maybe he won't just block. Nah, he just blocked. Yeah, Matt, what about you? What do you think of Braden Willis and Daniel Parker, and what we're losing from the twenty twenty two class? We've talked about this before in, in multiple pods, but you know, coming into the new season is who's going to catch the football for the the Oklahoma Sooners with a lot of production being moved on to the NFL or or graduating. And Braden Willis was obviously the guy for the the tight end room, having his stats that he did. And obviously Daniel Parker contributing not so much on the catch or the pass catching side of things, but more of a blocking tight end is where the production is going to come from this upcoming year when one guy did what 95% of the catch pets catch yards and touchdowns for this group it's going to have to be a tight end by committee i think this coming year with a few more guys on the roster whereas this past season just didn't have that many guys on the field for the tight end group for this position yeah we also had 
Jason Llewellyn on the roster. He played primarily special teams. We had Caden Helms on the roster. He dealt with injuries all throughout the season. Couldn't really get any time on the field. Those guys are two players who will be sort of expected to take a step up in the next season. And we can go ahead and move on to the program preview. That's where we're going to be talking about the 2023 class. And here's where we'll spend the bulk of our time because the tight end position is one where we've got five dudes I expect to try to be on the field and every one of them looks completely different from all of the other ones of them uh with different skill sets different body types different backgrounds lots of different things with the tight end position that depending on the year you're going to have a whole different group than you did the year before now just for an example oh my Gosh, I can't, guys. I'm sorry. I'm having trouble with my... There we go. Austin Stogner, 6'6", 255. That's big, and that's long. Josh Faneuil, 6'3", 250. He's the basketball player. Yeah. That You have these weird kinds of little pieces because these athletes aren't cookie cutters. And uh, you go past those guys. You got Jason Llewellyn at 6'5", 250. Mentioned him already. We've got Cade McIntyre. He's a freshman this year, 6'3", 223. Josh Faneuil, like I said, 6'3", 250. And Caden Helm, 6'5", 235. Joining the room this season from Texas A&M is redshirt junior, 6'4", 252. Blake Smith, he was recruited by Joe John Finley when Joe John was the coach at Texas A&M. What do we even think of that group, guys? Completely different. Right. And we have two guys already on the roster, like you mentioned, with Jason Llewellyn and, and Caden Helms. These guys have to take a step up this year, especially Caden Helms with all the excitement we had coming into BV's first recruiting class. A lot of hype surrounding him obviously couldn't stay healthy. So hopefully going into the season, that is something. But Austin Sauger is going to be the guy he chose for his last year of eligibility to come back to Oklahoma after not having such a great year going with Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer at South Carolina only had 20 catches, 210 yards and one touchdown. I think those numbers are going to be significantly different under Jeff Levy regime. And he does have to be that guy bringing that leadership. And I mean, you just talked about his physical attributes being six, six over two fifty. That's a kind of a tight end that you want in the room going out there and being an outlet for DG, especially if he's in trouble. So Austin Sauger has to be the first guy, but you do want to see these guys like Jason Wellen and Caden Helms be able to get a little bit more playing time and hopefully make a, a bigger impact heading into their second year. The transfers, I'm not sure about. I think those are more handouts to see, hey, maybe these guys can play spring ball, see what they can offer, and maybe they are more blocking tight ends like Daniel Parker and, and some of those running formations that we have. So we'll see how these guys end up splitting time. But first and foremost, Austin Saunders is going to be the guy I think he end up willing or will be. Mark, what do you think about this room? Yeah, so I actually – it. It's interesting because Austin Stogner's strengths are completely different than Braden Willis's strengths. Austin Stogner might go into the season with the softest hands on the team and a knack for finding the hole in the zone or just drifting away from his man just enough to get open for the catch. That's what his game is. Braden Willis is physicality. He's bigger than you. He's faster than you. and He's going to run you over while he catches the ball. You use those guys in different ways, right? 
Braden Willis had to be our ex receiver because he's six, five last season. No one else was capable this year. We've got different dudes that can play the outside role. So you're going to see a lot more of Austin Stogner in line as an H back split into the slot, running routes and catching the ball. But behind him, there are no proven receivers. Caden Helms is in theory. That's great. Josh Faneuil is in theory, bringing that basketball athleticism to the football field. And Blake Smith caught a touchdown pass with a cast on his hand in the spring game. So there's something there, maybe. The one that I'm most interested in is seeing Jason Llewellyn possibly break through as a sophomore on this team. He played special teams last season and maybe take over that Daniel Parker role, but with a little bit more emphasis on the ability to catch the football. Maybe move in line, move out of line. H back to the backfield. We don't really run a traditional fullback. So if you could get him into that kind of H back blocking and receiving role, sort of a little like Braden Willis filled, but obviously they have different skill sets. I think that's the one two punch that would be sort of the best look for the offense. Pat, what do you think? Yeah, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at strictly numbers here. And I'm comparing when Austin Stogner was a Sooner and Braden Willis was a Sooner. Stogner had better numbers. Stogner mm-hmm. was our guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think just from a number and a production standpoint on, on the stat line, we will see Austin Stogner have a better year than Braden Willis did last year. I'm really not concerned about this room. I am concerned about the depth. Sure, I'm a, I am concerned about who's that second guy who's going to step up. But in general, I think we will see a lot of production from Stogner and enough production to be very satisfied with how we're doing as a group in the tight end position. Does it worry you that he only had 21 catches last season moving to South Carolina with Spencer Rattler? You would think going in, there's some familiarity there. Why doesn't he have double the number of catches? Yeah, it does worry me. And that's like the best argument against my theory. But I'm just trying to look at it, look at it like when he was a Sooner. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is strange that he, he fell off a bit. And he's he's now with another a different quarterback and a different coach. He wasn't with a different quarterback and a different coach at South Carolina. So, it, yes. it's, yeah, it's not promising. Matt, if you see if you foresee a second tight end kind of emerging, because let's assume Austin Stockner's the guy. Let's. Things yep. have gone well, and and he lands with, what, 50 catches, we can say, this season, and a little bit more of a go-to receiver than Braden Willis was, but maybe not Yak the same way. Who's number two for you? Who, who do you see from this room that you think maybe could emerge? Yeah, I don't know if I have a name, but I'll say whoever can get in there and be a blocking tight end and be able to get in those run formations – because I think something that OU prides themselves on, especially wide receivers and tight ends, is the ability to block for one another. We've seen that countless of times in years past. C.D. Lamb, Marquise Brown, these guys are wide receivers, but all the tight ends that do the down and dirty work, those are the guys that are going to get opportunities to get on the field and get some playing time. So, again, we already know Austin Snogger is going to be the guy. I'm looking for the guy who can come in those running formations, wants to put pads on pads on another guy and open up some holes for their fellow running backs or potentially wide receivers. That's what I'm going to be looking for. It'll be interesting to see who will be able to take advantage of that opportunity 
with a lot of unknowns other than Austin Stogner having the experience and obviously playing in the system before. That's a great answer that doesn't answer the question once again. God, you're good at this, Matt Gann. Patrick, who do you see? Number two tight end. I think just because of the relationship with Joe John Finley, it's going to be Blake Smith. He's also a bit older than Josh LeBlanc at this point in time. I think that's the safe Jason. bet. Jason LeBlanc. Sorry. There's actually a typo. Um, Jason Llewellyn, though. Yeah, I think he's just... I think he... I think he just is more of a safe bet there. I think Jason Llewellyn, though, has the potential to do it as well. For sure. What do we think of the two guys we've we've sort of danced around but not really talked about for this season, Josh Faneuil and Caden Helms? Do you see anything there? I mean, I can think of... There are so many football players that were good basketball players first. And obviously this guy from Cameron University showed him something during a tryout to earn a place on the football field. This would be a cool story. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, fair enough. That's a great way to put it. Matt, Especially if we already have Stogner, who we know, I think Stogner is going to be the one catching the ball out of this group. So I don't think it's going to be. Yeah. Transfer yeah. Basketball. The only thing I would say, the basketball guys, at least, with their frame and size, their ability to run routes and block out people to get to their spot and be able to be open can maybe make it a, an impact on certain routes or certain things that they're looking for. But we know Jeff Levy does love the two tight end sets. So somebody's going to get an opportunity. It's going to be one of these guys. They wouldn't bring these guys into the room if they didn't think they had some type of position or ability to play tight end. So be really interesting to see. I think any one of these guys could probably fill in. I would hope it's going to be Caden Helms. To answer your question from earlier, that's my hope. Dang, how that's much optimism, how much hype has been around Caden Helms ever since he got recruited by BV. So the hope is that Caden Helms lives up to what we known or what he possibly could be. You know, getting back to the good old days of having the Mark Andrews, Jermaine Gresham's, those types of pass catching tight ends, especially since. You know, in the future, we got a guy coming in that's going to be college football ready at the Von Mitchell five-star. Maybe Kedden Helms can be that guy possibly coming in this year. Maybe he overcomes Austin Stogner. That would be the hope that you would want. You definitely need someone to step it up because going into that 2024 season, you're right. It's Devon Mitchell and right now nothing else. And he still has a year of high school football before we ever see him hit the field. I'm glad you mentioned Caden Helms. He's a Nebraska kid, is the reason why freshman tight end Cade McIntyre came to Norman as well, or partially, right? They, they knew each other as Nebraska kids. I didn't want to say is the reason, but Cade McIntyre might also play some defense, and I think he probably ends up getting redshirted or playing special teams and not much else. Is he someone that you guys have your eyes on for any kind of role as a freshman? Not that I can think of. I think you hit it pretty right. Even some of these guys coming in, maybe taking a red shirt, seeing there's an opportunity later on. But I don't know. We've seen guys transfer around or switch positions, just like Jonah Lolu going from defensive end to defensive lineman, even though it's not a huge shift. But you can definitely see if these guys maybe come in for one reason, try something else, just like DJ Graham converting from defensive back to wide receiver. So if these guys potentially see an opportunity where they can fit elsewhere, possibly, but I would think probably redshirt might be the potential option 
potential landing spot for him for at least this year. Speaking of changing positions, I just came up with this take, but I really want it now. Why not look red shirt Caden Helms a year? Let him spend the entire year with Coach Schmidt. And next season, he's a wide receiver. You you don't build him up. He can't carry another 20 pounds, maybe, but you lean him out full of muscle, and suddenly he's best receiver in college football. Get me on the get it's me a on great the idea. I love Get it. me on the phone with them, guys. Let's call Schmitty later. He's got to prove that he can be healthy and just step on the field first before I'd ever consider maybe changing him positions, but like the idea. Yeah, that's a it's a very good point. There's one more tight end on the roster. As you guys know, we are hitting every single one of the players on the roster during these previews, at least if they play uh, offense or defense position. Last one I want to speak on is Hampton Fay. Have you guys... Do you guys remember when we covered him? Yes. Nice. Well, then you might remember he is a redshirt sophomore, former quarterback, transferred from Michigan State, and he's 6'5", 241. That's intriguing. I don't know that he even touches the field. I don't know that anything happens there. But you talk about taking a flyer on these guys with some transfers, Matt Can. That's the kind of flyer that I'm glad we're taking. Yeah, I 100% agree. Not everyone's going to touch the field, but I think adding depth and, hey, you never you just never know when a guy can take advantage of an opportunity and really surprise you. I know we've heard a lot of things from camp, and tight end is one of those positions we're not really sure of as of this moment other than Austin Stogner. So maybe this guy takes a flyer, but he's come to the right place under Joe John Finley, and we'll see where it can go. But a couple of these guys probably can get redshirted or might not have the opportunity to step on the field, but you never know until you hit practice. Pat, what do you think? We've done some wacky things with this room. It's just wacky to me. Getting a quarterback from Michigan State. I don't know. I know that he likes playing tight ends at quarterback, but still. <laughs> uh, here's my like kind of final point, though, is looking <laughs> at this room. Austin Stogner, right? That's the guy. That's our guy. Right. He of, Next, he of great durability. Yeah. And what if not if one of these younger, more talented guys is unable to step up next year? We're re- relying on Davin Mitchell and Blake Smith. I think that's a big problem. I think we need to definitely see one of these younger guys step up for the depth of this room for the future. I hope. Matt, any closing thoughts as we sort of round out the pod today? I just think uh, the biggest question marks for me is coming into this year is more on the offensive side of the ball when it especially when it comes to pass catchers and tied in is one of those rooms we just haven't had as much production over the last few years and obviously we have the hype of Devon Mitchell coming in next year but this has to be a year we solidify back the tight end position of so many great tight ends we've had in, the, in years past like I mentioned a few moments ago I think Austin Songer wanted to come back and have a little bit of a redemption story with his move from OU, South Carolina, and back. So I think he's going to absolutely explode, but he can't be the only guy in that room. Somebody else is going to have to step up, especially like we talked about. A lot of two tight end sets. Someone else is going to have to prove they can also be on the field with Austin Sogner. 
That really sums it up in a great way. I think that the Oklahoma Sooners could not be luckier that Austin Stogner was unhappy or uncomfortable, whatever it is, at South Carolina and wanted to come home because we would be in the position of relying on a couple of sophomores that haven't hit the field and a couple of transfers who didn't hit the field where they were. And that's a really dangerous place for your offense to be in. I expect that Austin Stogner, you know, knock on wood, he's healthy, all of that. I expect him to become one of Dylan Gabriel's most trusted underneath options within the offense, possibly even a Mackey Award kind of player when you just look at production. I'm not sure that he's going to have flashy plays. I'm not sure he's going to have highlights, but he's going to have a ton of catches that matter. And I think he's going to have a number of touchdowns with that size down towards the red zone. I think that, like you said, Matt, you absolutely need one of these guys behind him to step up. Who's it going to be? That's that's a question only God and maybe Joe John Finley knows the answer to. But it, I hopefully it's one of those young guys, like Patrick said, so you're not relying on Blake Smith to back up Devon Mitchell in 24. I, I've already put my ring, my hat in the ring for Jason Llewellyn. I'm high, high on him. Love it. And with that, the Program Guys Positional Preview Podcast for the tight end position has come to a conclusion. As always, please like and subscribe and give us any feedback you can on the video, on the write-up, in the link to the video that I didn't mention at the beginning of the pod because I'm still getting used to this. And uh, definitely go follow us. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. I don't care if you don't listen to one of them. Follow us in both places. It helps us anyway. Follow us on Twitter, at Twitter. Follow us, or at Program Guys with a Z. On TikTok, at Program Guys with a Z. On Instagram, at Program Guys with a Z. On Threads, at Program Guys with a Z. On Facebook, at The Program Guys Podcast. And I guess that's all I got. Tune in next time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Pat, take us out. Keep pushing it, baby. There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. What's better than this? Guys being...